Welcome to GYN Corner with Dr. McDaniel, all things health-related for women. Good rainy, good rainy uh, Thursday morning. This is Dr. McDaniel at GYN Corner. And today's uh, Thursday, June 13th. Uh, thank you for watching the presentation. Uh, and um, as the title indicated, I will be speaking on toxic shock syndrome or TSS. And that's really because um, probably about once or twice a week, I'll have someone come in worried that they have toxic shock syndrome. I've actually had two people this week worried that they have toxic shock syndrome. And a lot of women have heard of toxic shock. They don't know what it is. Of course, if you Google or do an internet search for any kind of medical problem, you're always going to see horrible, dire information. So that never makes anyone feel better. But toxic shock syndrome uh, is a syndrome. So a syndrome is a, an accumulation or a bunch of uh, manifestations or illness manifestations. Shock in medicine doesn't mean surprised, obviously. It means that that person's body is going into failure and everything is shutting down. And toxic means that it comes from a bacterial toxin. So bacteria can release, certain bacteria can release um, a toxin or an, an enzyme, um, uh, can produce factors that will cause the body to start to shut down. And there's a process for that. And so toxic shock syndrome or TSS is an accumulation or manifestation of several uh, physical medical problems that occur due to a bacterial toxin. I think most people do remember back in the 70s or they um, heard back in the 70s, there was a, a huge lawsuit and um, the CDC uh, revealed issues of toxic shock syndrome with uh, tampon. It was the Rely tampon uh, produced by Procter and Gamble. Uh, they had a whole bunch of or a series of women using that tampon had toxic shock syndrome, died, and they voluntarily, even though there of course was a lot of pressure and no one was buying the tampon anymore, they voluntarily withdrew that tampon from the market. So it was. It seems to be thought now that um, perhaps toxic shock syndrome was really just due to that specific tampon, and that it's really not a valid issue uh, in modern times. That's true, and it's false at the same time. It's true because that tampon had a special material and a special formulation that they used to make it super, super absorbent. So it was super absorbent. Women were able to keep that tampon in even if they had heavy cycles for 10, 12 hours, which of course is amazing. You don't have to change the tampon except maybe twice a day. That was a huge selling point. Uh, so and the material that they used was a polyester type of material and beads so it had a lot of channels for um, blood to flow through and to get absorbed by layer 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 with the beads so it was a it was a clever ingenious um, 
mechanism that they used in that tampon, which allowed women to be able to use it for a really, really long time. And that was the double-edged sword for that tampon. So toxic shock syndrome occurs because of a bacterial buildup and a toxin that's reduced by the bacteria. One can actually get toxic shock syndrome from other scenarios. If they have a cut on their leg or arm, they get bacteria in it, it can potentially produce toxic shock syndrome for them. Tampons can potentially produce toxic shock syndrome because blood is um, a medium that allows or encourages growth of bacteria. Blood is often used in microbiology labs on the agar um, microbiology plates to help grow bacteria. So blood is a good source of nutrition and it has a high pH which bacteria like. The problem with tampons is also that some of the tampons allow for more air channels. Those air channels allow for more um, absorbency. And the problem with the air is that everyone has bacteria in the vagina. Specific bacteria that are well known to potentially cause toxic shock syndrome because they produce the toxic shock toxin is Staph aureus and some of the Streptococcus bacteria. So the problem is everyone has bacteria in the vagina. They will often have those strains. Now those strains of bacteria are normally present on the skin. And when they get into the vagina, they can potentially grow because the blood is present. The issue with those tampons is that if they are super absorbent tampons, they usually have a lot of air channels to allow kind of um, lakes for the blood to pool and then get absorbed so that you get more blood flow gets trapped in that tampon and the problem with that is that the bacteria will grow but they also need the air to help them really propagate and to produce that toxin now the vagina is what we call a potential space the vagina is always closed and it's never supposed to have air circulating in it but it can potentially have air circulating in it when it has something inside. So if there's something in the vagina or if someone has really weak or poor pelvic muscles, it can trap air in the vagina. Now if you have a tampon in place, that's gonna be a potential source for air to get into the vagina. And if the fiber or the makeup of the material inside that tampon allows for air to circulate and to flow through the tampon, that allows for the bacteria to grow, to harbor, and to propagate very well. And if it's Staph aureus or some of the other streptococcal strains, it will grow and it will potentially produce the toxic shock toxin. The problem, the main problem that allows that whole scenario to occur is because it sits in the vagina for a long time and the blood is feeding that bacteria and the air is kind of supercharging that bacteria. So the problem is if women have that scenario and they keep the tampon for longer than eight hours, eight hours seems to be kind of that magic tipping point where if all of that process is occurring, uh, if it's longer than eight hours, it really starts to kick off. So I'm going to finish uh, the toxic shock information with that fairly long intro today and I'll be back tomorrow and I'll continue that information which um, is very important information to know and uh, is information that a lot of women are peripherally aware of but they're not 
really significantly aware of. Thank you for watching. This is Dr. McDaniel at GYN Corner. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow, Friday, Facebook Live. And also, please check out the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel tends to lag the days that we have on Facebook because I'm doing this live every day and have to upload it over to YouTube. So it lags by about a week. But I am putting that information, this information and the content on, on YouTube. Thanks a lot. Have a great rest of the day. Be back tomorrow. for joining Dr. McDaniel at GYN Corner, all things health-related for women. Please subscribe and join us again soon for another episode.